That's all this one is. I bought two, two extra things. Time to put in work. We all got a job to do. I light a drink and ask myself, what would Pablo do? Coming through with the paper plates like the barbecue. Got the haters shaking heads like the bobbles do. Yeah, but it's all for my family. The goal wasn't live middle class and buy Camrys. I want us all to eat, even if from my pantry. I guess I'm just more soul food than eye candy. I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies. More passport stamps, less trips to Miami. Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture. A little time away from bird-ass niggas and vultures. I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you. I'm too old to kid you. I gotta adult you. Listen, this shit is getting out of hand like fumbles in football. I humbly put y'all in y'all fucking place. That's my OCD. I give a bitch a little bit, but it's mostly D. I be in that Rolls Royce knocking go CD. That's a pre clientele. All I know is buy and sell. We had to hustle to eat. It wasn't no Thanksgiving. Pour out a little liquor for homies that ain't living. It's big dinner shit, baby. Everybody up in here. Find what you bring to the table. Then pull up a chair. Wait a minute. Yeah. Who are you? Soup for the song. See? Without hoping ain't nothing. <laughs> I like this shit. You should love it. Let's finish the game, Billy. Do something and stop stalling. That's silly. The ball over there just drawling. That's Philly. Invisible set F class. That's chilly. Life is short. Death's fast. That's illy. When your whole crew got cash, that's willy. To everybody living it up, you gotta feel me. And nah, I ain't giving it up. You gotta kill me. Whoever you look up to, ask them. I'm a real G. As far as this rap shit go, I got realty. Before being signed to a major, I had a real key. Now I ain't trying to play you. I'm trying to give you the real me almost 20 years in the game and i'm still me niggas fear hearing my name i got skills be the boy the girl the weed i got pills be many other owners you know that's in the field be no license or registration that's what it still be honors in your pocket your heart that's what it will be from the hood cop out even if not guilty rich ain't good enough nigga i'm not filthy i'm hardcore rough and rugged i'm not silky guns under mattress money is what a quilt be this is the last supper here. Last time we break bread, so pull up a chair. You already know who the fuck it is, man. It's the curator yeah. of vibes. Alright guys, welcome back. Season two. Soup for the Soul Podcast. Whoa, let's not do that. Alright, let me stop. Um, yeah, I got with me man, the myth, the legend, my brother, Mr. Larry, man. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great, brother. What's thank going you, on? Thank you for having me. Life you know, is good. Life is great. It's fantastic. Ladies in the back, how y'all doing? Oh boy, that was <laughs> I need more. Um, so it's it's long overdue. I was supposed to been have you on here. Um, but better late than never. Uh, this, this should be a good one. We got a good hour, 45, well, no hour, maybe 45 minutes. Um, just depending on what we talk about. Make it work. Um, 
So do you got anything you want to talk about to get off your chest first or anything like that? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just asking. Because uh, there's been a lot of things going on in the world. For sure. COVID, uh, pandemic, sports, uh, Olympics, a lot of stuff. Um, I'm an open business. We cover, yeah, we can cover all of it. Um, quick, quick. Uh, uh, sports. Um, Olympics. How you feel about, first off, uh, Bucks winning the ship. How you feel about that? Uh, wasn't necessarily a shocker. Um, you think so? Not in my opinion. Uh, I think they got a good front three. Um, I'm a by you know by default I do like the Hawks, but I'm actually a, I'm actually a Lakers fan. Like first, you know, um, I was expecting LeBron and them to pull it you know pull it out, but for whatever reason that didn't happen. Um, I'm not surprised that the Bucks lost or won rather. Yeah. So. Um, I didn't think Brooklyn was going to have as many injuries, but they did. I'm interested to see with all the trades that have took place recently. Yeah. The guys we have acquired. Um, interesting to see what, you know, what's going to happen. So, we, we as in the Hawks or we as in. No, no. The, the Lakers. Oh, Lakers. So, yeah, okay. You know, we pretty much. <laughs> I, that's clear, I don't know how. Cleared out everything. I don't know how. Did, do you see that lineup? Yeah, I do. Bench too. That's I do. crazy. I do. Um, do you do you we feel gave away some young pieces, but you know we got some vets who can still hoop. You know I really like the AD. I don't know if the Dwight probably won't start, right? I like Dwight starting. No, not starting. Oh, okay. just just being. I like him as a. He 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 doesn't do bad. He's a he's a great. He gives you what he's supposed to. Yeah. Um. I don't know if he ever reached his full potential. Nah, he got hurt. Set, but once yeah. he came back. I felt like he 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 had a great comeback. A lot of people don't come back and and do what he did, right. especially once he start getting happier and like once he start playing with shouts smiling. Out, shouts out to Dwight. We saw him at Envy's car show in Atlanta. Yeah, um, we seen Envy. <laughs> yeah, DJ Envy. Yeah, I'm saying we seen him. We went to it was <laughs> really. Yeah, she she ain't know who he was at nothing. nothing yeah, nothing. <laughs> shouts out to Dwight. He came to the city. Um, they had it at the Congress Center, right? I believe so. Yeah, it was dope. Cool. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about Br- so Brooklyn don't win this year coming they're not, up? They're not the favorites in my opinion. So But last year, were they? No. For real? I was expecting my team to win. Like I thought LA was gonna do it, but they, you know, they didn't. But with who they have, I know injuries, Brooklyn, with who they have had and have still, you think they should win? Yes, I do. So if they don't, it's a letdown. Okay. I just had to make sure. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, with those three guys, That's what I'm you saying. gotta bring it home. Uh, we're not no more now because well, of the Lakers. Well what? <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, no way. Listen, listen, I still um think the firepower that Brooklyn has outweighs what we have. You know, we still have arguably one of the best players um in the world in LeBron. Uh A D is arguably the best big man in the game right now. Um but it, I, I just feel like at LeBron's age, mm-hmm. it's a lot to, uh, it's a lot of responsibility. It's still a lot of weight on his shoulders, you know, still a lot of pressure. You um, think he's still the best player in the league, in the I world? I don't. Who is? I'm really going to give it to KD in my opinion. Um, I, That's my belief right now. Does, is his defense as good? I, probably not. But okay. um, he's unstoppable offensively. So yeah. you can't really argue with that. Since when? When when did you decide that? Like officially, LeBron is. Well, have you ever thought LeBron was? Of course, you had to. He was the best. Well, outside for of a LeBron, few years, Kobe is my favorite player. Gotcha. Prior, you know, outside of Kobe, it would be Jordan. Um, I I really think LeBron started decline to where it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought it was noticeable when he first joined LA. Of I course, really, I ain't. Like I think the, that was the move reason. I didn't like the energy. I didn't like the urgency. Um. It, I just don't, I don't, I didn't see it. You he know? won, he won. You count, you don't count that? <sighs> no, I mean, I do count it, but um, I don't know, man. For me, have like having dog in you, that goes a long way with me. Yeah. And if I don't see it, I, I, I don't really care how great you are. Like, I have to see that. You have to be consistent with that. And I didn't see it. So you knocking him for that? Uh, <laughs> I'm not knocking him. Yeah. I respect him. <laughs> I give him the utmost respect. I, I'm actually glad. Listen, you understand, Kobe was my favorite player. Yeah. Right? Um, especially in the early 2000s era. Um, 
I appreciate Brian coming to LA. Uh, I'm pretty much going to say keeping his word. I, I think him expecting to win the championship was a goal that he set for himself. I mm-hmm. appreciate him doing that because I'm a, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, honestly. Okay. Space Jam, you seen it? I did. <laughs> what do you think about it? Wait, whose idea was it to see it? It was my idea. She's not, uh, I'm the movie guy. No. Um, what do you rate it? Out of 10? Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid eight. I'm going to give it a solid eight. Um, Why? You like that? Yo, Le- I, I, you know, LeBron is my guy. You know? Um, so cheesy. Hey, look, first of all. Cheesy. I feel, look, listen, I feel like he got the sign off from Jordan, obviously, right? Yeah. To redo something that of was course. an original. Um, I don't know if there was anybody better fit to play that role, right? No, it wasn't. Right. I so, mean, so movie-wise, acting-wise, like, what makes maybe, a movie. but why? No, that, that role is for an athlete, and it's for the guy who, who is the face of the league. That's still right. LeBron right now. Period. Okay. Um, look, LeBron, is a, look, he's a, look, he's a good dude um, from the inner city. Uh, he's done well, done extremely well. Uh, you really can't, you really can't find much dirt on him. Yeah. He's had pretty much a squeaky clean image being, you know, um, in the league this entire time drafted straight out of high school. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's fulfilled as far as any, uh, uh, I'm going to say goals or expectations as far as, you know, I, I could put on him. He's exceeded all of those. Mm. I mean, outside of Miami, he brought Cleveland the championship which yeah. was huge. Mm-hmm. My team, which is the Lakers, uh, Kobe uh, has, you know, tragic accident. You know, he passes. Um, he brings a chip to the city. I couldn't really ask for anything more. Okay. To be honest. Um, he's had some smaller roles in some, in some other movies. I didn't think he did a bad job acting. Uh, did they have the best writers? Probably not. I didn't think the movie was trash. Uh, in the middle, um, I thought it was a little much like with the cartoons and everything. Yeah. But look, I liked the movie. I watched the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't trash. Okay. Big up LeBron. Shout out to LeBron, man. No. You know, um, they just won the gold medals after being dogged, I guess, for the last few weeks. They just needed some motivation. I haven't watched the game. I don't know what's going on in the Olympics at all. Game matches. I don't know who's up, who's winning. I don't even know if it's still going on right now have you watched anything likewise i ain't been following it like that i actually just um i checked the gram and saw a picture all of them posted with the gold medal kind of hanging out the teeth or whatever but um shout out to the u.s uh men's basketball team yeah that's a fact all right so i would expect nothing less (laughs) just so everybody knows well yeah i mean seriously yeah i would expect nothing less so katie said U.S. talent is unmatched, I guess. So, I mean, it was looking, it was looking bad early on. Right. Um, shout out to J. Cole too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I got to. Wait, what are you talking about? The overseas to, to, thing? Yeah, I give him respect because, first of all, this is not something. I'm just gonna speak for myself. This is not something I knew about him doing. So, what? as far as like, um ultimately practicing to make a professional team, even though it's overseas, I don't care. I, you know, hats off to him to go from being just a rapper to making a professional men's team, even though, you know, that was, I know, but you know, still, it wasn't real. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) We don't know that. We know that that wasn't real. This guy hasn't played ball and he was a ball player in college. He he wasn't just a rapper. So he had ball skills, but, he wasn't he, actively him, practicing or preparing that, for that's that. That's how you moment. know it's fake. Him being a rapper brought I just marketing think, the marketing side to that team, to that program. It did. What's the incentive he for him? Wasn't, What's he, the incentive for him though? It was a rollout. You know his album came out after that. It was a big rollout. It's okay, it's all it's all, it's all it, games. Maybe it, maybe it did help with marketing. Shouts out to J. Cole. A shouts out to him. No, but period. he was he wasn't on the level to play professionally like Everybody else was. That's why he only played two games. Right. So shout out Jacob. Uh, maybe if he had more time to really practice and, and, and train like he was supposed to, maybe he may have had a bigger impact. We, I mean, I don't know if we'll know. Yeah. Maybe we'll never know. I don't know. 
When the last time you play? Me? <laughs> um, nah, we uh every now and then we uh we do Sunday runs at Lee Street. Lee still? Street, yeah, I, still it go hard. I know they had a, nine, a time a time nine, thing. Nine ten a.m. Sundays, Sunday mornings. Sun, matter of fact, Sunday and Saturdays. So tomorrow they're gonna be out there. Yep. If weather is cool, yep. Gates is open. Lee Street, Jonesboro, pull up. All right, but Saturday, Sunday morning. All right, so um, let's get into the business side of things. Yeah. So, sir, a lot of people want to know. A lot of people. A lot of people want to know. A lot of calls. Lately. Yeah, a lot of people want to know. So, um, they know who you are. A, a lot of people in the South Side already know who you are, but for anybody else who doesn't know you and what you do outside of you know where you're at on the daily. Who are you? What's your role? What you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, and basically just giving the people the knowledge on what you do and how you do it. I need a charge for that, to be honest. So, but I'll, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, without going into detail. Well, no, nah, I'm going to give some detail. Yeah. I don't mind saying it was a joke. Um, I feel like I would agree with maybe a lot of other entrepreneurs that feel like sometimes when the knowledge, uh, people feel like if you give the knowledge, it's instant competition. Of course. But um, I don't necessarily, I'm not, I don't subscribe to that in my industry, which is, you know, uh, contracting and home improvement, project management. um, It's so much room in that alone. It's nowhere near saturated. Um, Atlanta is a huge real estate market right now. Mm -hmm. It's construction going over all over the place. Um, Things are popping. So, you know, it's plenty of room in the industry. I'm, it's just plenty of room out here for entrepreneurship in general. You know, it's just a matter of do you have the diligence? Do you have the patience? Do you have the drive to really make things happen? And if you do, you, you know, you'll find success. Cause that's what happened with me. Okay. Uh-huh. So um, to just give everybody a little bit of background, basically what I do. So I have a real estate background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I got licensed in real estate maybe about five, six years ago, roughly. Um, and prior to that, you know, that was a, um, I like to call him a decorated handyman. Um, you got to give him more than that. Got to give him more than that. Got to give him more than that. So look, he was, he was a contractor, right? Um, with contractors, you have limitations. You have uh you know, things contract certain contractors specialize in. Um, a lot of people are under the assumption that when you deal with a contractor, they're going to be good at everything. That is not necessarily the case. Um, it works better if you focus on things you know you're good at instead of trying to do every single thing. And I'll tell you what I mean. So you may have a, a roofing contractor that only does roofing. You may have a flooring contractor that only fo- uh, focuses on flooring. So tile, hardwood, laminate, vinyl, carpet, all that good stuff. You may have a contractor that only does plumbing, HVAC, um, uh, framing, uh, slab, waterproofing, concrete work, um, you know, even landscaping, uh, window installations, mm-hmm. uh, siding, it literally goes on and on. So, um, one thing that really kind of helped me was to figure out, um, what works. And one thing I'm doing a lot of these days is, is decking. We're killing decking right now. Patio screen in porches, um, enclosures, uh, arbors, uh, all that good stuff. Decking is going crazy right now. Um, a lot of times the builders, the builder grade uh, wood that they use for these new construction properties, they only, especially if it's not uh, stained or sealed, it only lasts for about, you know, maybe 10 to 15, if you're lucky, maybe 10 to 15 years, give or take. Yeah. Um, so when that time comes, a lot of times it's time for a full rebuild. Can't compartmentalize and, repair isolated areas. It's time to redo the whole thing. And it's expensive. So you were saying um, a few minutes ago, you know, when, when he was coming up or when he was, you know, doing what he was doing. Talking about that. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't have a, a, he wasn't specializing in a certain thing. And you said he should have, right? For sure. So do you think, what do you think, that would have been because I don't I couldn't really pinpoint what his, you know, I'm let me uh, 
clarify that. Yeah. He had a specialty, but literally his, which was HVAC. HVC yeah. Right. That, he, heating and air was their specialty. Yeah. The problem was, and this is a fact, right? Because yeah. I was there with him working on a lot of jobs. The problem was his, his specialty made him the least amount of money. Meaning? Most of the jobs that he was getting for side jobs were not HVAC. Gotcha. That's gotcha, what gotcha, he was gotcha. EPA certified in. Um, so he'd be getting a whole bunch of just general repair jobs. Yeah. And, you know, when, when in the meantime, first of all, we're in Georgia. It's hot the majority of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Blistering hot almost, right? Right. So it's a lot of money in HVAC. A lot of money. And a lot of times when you're installing a full unit, you can be in and out, make thousands of dollars within a day's time. Like literally a HVAC system, a install can range anywhere for a standard residential, let's say split level house, two star house or something like that. It can range anywhere from as low as, you know, maybe three, four thousand dollars and it can go as high as 15, 20, 30 thousand dollars. Seriously, just for that one project. Okay. So um, there's this phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. It was kind of like that thing. Mm. It's just like, if you really turn up with what your specialty is, because that's where the money is. Yeah. It it was really hard for him to get a project that pays anywhere between three and five grand outside of your specialty. The reason it's a specialty is because you have to be a specialist in order to get that contract. Yeah. But at the same time, we talked about this. He was also, the reason he wasn't getting those higher bids was because he wasn't targeting the right people, right? We did discuss that as well. <laughs> Just talked about um, that. You know, that's something. fixing people in the neighborhood community, those AC units, of course you're going to get 800, and, 900. And, and the apartment complexes. Yeah. You're changing a bunch of units and you're, you're getting a straight salary, which, you, is, which is not that great. You go up to Brookhaven, Shamley, Sandy Sh- Springs. Right, yeah, let, me put, <laughs> let me put it out there. Shamley, Brookhaven, uh, Sandy Springs, Buckhead, mm-hmm. Roswell, Alpharetta, Milton, Smyrna, Marietta, Northside, East East Cobb, Northwest, um, <laughs> East Cobb is is booming. Really good territories out there. I, I know. <laughs> um, really good territories. So, do you have a specialty? Do you specialize in anything, or you're trying to so, be a master at all of it? Now, now here's the thing. So, let me basically explain what I do, how it works, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not going to give specific like numbers, of course. but, but I, I'll, I can, I'll try to give ballpark ranges. Right. So I own a home improvement contracting company right? named, uh, we're, we're actually rebranding. So gotcha. the name now is MCR renovations, right? That was formerly superior carpentry. That was the original business I started. Literally, I started that business right after I got licensed in real estate, like immediately after. And that was a branch off off the family business, more or less, Mm -hmm. which wasn't really going anywhere. Right. So when I got into the real estate, this is what happened. I got into the real estate office and I started. This was honestly the first time I started to be around people that actually have that are established and have money and Mm -hmm. have investments. So here I am. Crazy. Here I am. Now, mind you, I'm one of the youngest agents in the office. Like, yeah. not even one. I'm the youngest agent in the office. You know, twenty um, some odd years old, freshly licensed or newly licensed, and I'm around um, people that are doing hundreds of thousands of dollars in volume. Um, you know, monthly and quarterly basis. Now, that was new to me. Right. And this is basically what happened. Here's here's how thing here's how it really turned up. When I got into the office, um, I linked up with this property manager, right? What most people do when they get into real estate, they focus on sales. Um, yeah. whether you're being a buyer's agent or a selling a seller's agent. Seller agent works with the seller of the property. The buyer agent works with the buyer that's trying to acquire the property, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do uh, I dabbled in it a little bit. But that wasn't my focal point. The first thing I asked my broker was, how do I make money immediately in this game? <laughs> that literally, that was my question. Because when you go into real estate, you actually have to invest thousands of dollars just to start. Yeah. And I did not have the time or the budget to really play around. I was already, I was already starting in the red. Yeah. 
So I went up to her. I said, hey, you know, I really need to hit the ground running. What do I do? She said, well, focus on stripper money. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. She said stripper money. That's pretty much dealing with rentals and property management within real estate, but not apartments. So in outside of places like New York, maybe California, like not overly populated, like huge cities. Um, yeah. Traditional real estate doesn't really involve like actual apartments a lot of times. It, it involves like actual residential properties and, and commercial properties, right? So what she told me to uh, do was focus on the rental aspect and turn up. So I affiliated with the property manager. And when that happened, when I affiliated myself with the property manager in the office, I started learning so much. I started to see the income of all the rental properties that were coming in. I started to see the software that the property manager was using to keep everything on track. Yeah. I started to learn about more in depth of the uh, eviction process. I started to learn about tenant uh, rights and uh, landlord rights, all that, all those kinds of things. And what I really learned, and this was a tipping point, I started to see contractors come into the office picking up checks, right? Mm -hmm. And these checks were from jobs that had just been completed recently. Now, these are the contractors. These are the owners of the business. They're coming into the office picking up checks. Yeah. Haven't touched anything. They're clean. Clean yeah. and jolly and happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it looked super clean. Look Brand good. new. Like look look great. What does he do? <laughs> right. Yeah. So so not even, not even. This is what happened. I started to see the checks that the property manager was printing out, right? Mm -hmm. What's the biggest check you ever seen? Like overall. Whether it was what was the biggest check you can actually say you've ever seen, whether it was yours or somebody else? Real life. Yeah. Uh personal with my own eyes, somebody I knew a, a few a few thousand. A few thousand? Yeah. Like, like probably seven or eight, seven or eight bands just off. Like he showed just it to me. It, but, yeah, right. Yeah. Seven or eight grand. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, AK. Right. Yeah. When I got into that office, that seven or eight K number really was a light number for them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was, I was literally seeing them print out checks for 10, 15, 20 and 30 grand at a time. At a time. And then I'm looking on it. So a lot of times uh, they'll put like a memo or description on a check as yeah. to what it's for. Right. And I'm looking at it and it says it'll just have an address. Oh, repairs at such and such roof at such and such. I'm looking at it and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, as an agent, you know, it's 100 percent commission. Right. We good. Oh, just 100 percent commission. So. I'm looking at these guys pick these checks up and it's like, well, it looks like I'm doing this wrong or I could be doing it better. So what happened was um, they got word that I had experience in contracting and home repairs and all that stuff. So I started getting very small jobs. Yeah. Very small jobs. Right. It'll be like a couple hundred bucks here or there. So what happened was. I thoroughly made sure I did a, a fantastic job and over delivered on each one of those. And I started, the volume started to increase because they didn't have anybody reputable or anybody they can reach like immediately to right. handle certain things. Yeah. Whether it was inspection repairs, whether it was a client that was moving and just needed something done really quickly, all kinds of stuff. So they started, I started getting a buzz. And they started sending me a bunch of work within my own office. Right. Hey, Larry, you, can you do this? Can you handle this? Yeah, I got you. What you need? What do you need? What do you need? Uh, can you get this done? Drywall? Can you get flooring? Can you? Everything that they were sending me, I was taking. Yeah. Because it was all easy. So out of that, the volume started to increase. And then, and then literally all I had to do was bring on more teammates, bring yeah. on more team members in order to keep up for that. Now, mind you, I'm only making a couple hundred bucks to at most a thousand dollars here or there, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going crazy. So what I ended up doing was tapping into a new clientele. It was two reasons that happened. One, because of networking. The other one uh, was because of being able to deliver and being in those circles, right? And I spoke to you about this the other day. I was under the assumption that everybody was on the same level as far as disposable income. Yeah. That is completely false. And when you go back to what hindered that, it was just like, if you don't, if you're only dealing with a certain people, a certain kind 
of person who only has a certain kind of money, they're going to try to lowball you. They're going to try to get, you know, get you to do the, the, the cheapest. Of course. For the cheapest price possible. Because that's all they have to give. And they want they they want to expect the best work you can offer. And those two things don't go hand in hand. And this right. is what people need to understand. Nine times, nine times out of 10, I see it all the time. If you're getting somebody to do something really cheap, cheaply, the mm-hmm. quality is probably going to suck, period. That's what you have to know. And I'm at a point now when I'm dealing with new clients, one of the first things I tell them is, look, I'm not necessarily cheap, but I'll get it done right. And you won't have any issues. You'll be protected because it's going to be warrantied. Right. We have insurance, everything. It's all set up. And that gives, that makes them comfortable. Right. Um, it's, it's a lot, man. Like there have been times where I'm dealing with a client and they say, yeah, we hired this guy. We gave him whatever to start, whether it was a deposit or whatever. And then they never saw the guy again. Mm. Never finished the project. Sometimes they don't even start the project. Those are all things you don't have to worry about with me. So, um, yeah. So starting out of that real estate brokerage ended up getting me to this point. So now I got a bunch of clientele. I don't even really do a lot of marketing online. I just really got to that point. Yeah. I'm really going crazy on the internet. Um, everything up until this point has been word of mouth. Uh, linking up with bigger GCs and uh, other guys who have been in the industry for a long time, mm-hmm. it helped. It helped because, you know, a lot of times um, if it's under a certain threshold, they don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. That's the point a lot of these, like, so a lot of these guys and, and colleagues I'm dealing with, that's the point, that's the point they're at. You know, they don't, I, I got guys who don't want to do anything under a million dollars. Yeah. Period. These are facts. And <laughs> these are facts. They don't want to touch anything if it's less than a million. 1.2, 1.5. So um, going back, would you change anything or do anything different? Or, you know, you know, a lot of people, like, if they come across certain instances, they'll say, hey, if I knew what I knew back then, you know, things would change. Would you have done anything different, switch something around, which something would have went one way a few years ago prior to you, you know, getting your license and everything? I would have... Because, all right, so once things started to, from a number standpoint, once they started to look real good for me, mm-hmm. I got away from the agent side and just focused on the project management, home improvement, contracting aspect. Mm-hmm. The reason I did that is because the numbers literally didn't make, it didn't make, it was too different. It didn't make sense. Like, again, so as an agent, it's not a lot of overhead if you're able to convert uh those, you know, those sales into actual commissions. Like if you're able to actually close deals, it doesn't take a lot as a real estate agent to make good money. Yeah. Now here's the thing. At this point, I look at having money different than what I did before. Right. What that means is off a standard, like a a, a basic real estate deal for a house that's, let's say 200,000, you can, as an agent, if you're on like a 70, 30 split with your broker, you can probably walk away with, I don't know, somewhere between I'm going to say somewhere between four and seven grand ballpark figure. Yeah. Right. But that one deal may take you two and a half to three months to get literally. So you can't look at that and say, Oh, I just got six, 7,000. You have to divide it up into the three months where you didn't earn anything. Right. So, and that's a lot of, that's a lot of people's reality to be honest. Like I knew a lot of agents that came in with me and mm-hmm. didn't last because of that very reason. How? So, so as far as what I changed something, I wish I would have got exposed to like, I'm in a network that helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I actually have mentors in the sector and in the industry that I'm in. I have actual mentors and, and friends, right? We bounce ideas off each other. Uh, you know, we, we spread, basically spread the business. Um, and it, it's helped me tremendously. Uh, I wish I would have got exposed to that a little sooner, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily change anything because I went from, doing this a certain way to figuring out a better way to do it. Yeah. And then things change. How often do you see or how normal is it? Because of course, you know, you're trying to realtors, selling houses, getting a certain amount of money once that deal is done. And that's spread out between one, two, three months, like you said, on them not making anything. So can they juggle? How easy is it to juggle more than one house or more than one deal at a time? You have to have a pipeline. You can't rely on just one deal. Now, Now, let me say this. Is it tough is what I'm saying? Like, because you selling real estate is extreme. Look, all right. Let me explain what's going on right now. Right. There's, quote unquote, an inventory shortage 
So we have a bunch of realtors. We have a bunch of buyers. We yeah. don't have a bunch of houses. So what's that doing to current pricing right now? Driving it up. People are offering more than listing price. So let's say I got a house listed. Let's say I want two fifty dollars for it. Mm-hmm. I can literally get somebody to offer me two sixty, two seventy, just to get the house. And if it doesn't appraise, then a lot of times they'll have to pay the difference or whatever the case is. But that's what's going on right now. Like there's a shortage of inventory. Um, my my end goal in in this whole real estate thing is get to the point to where I'm at and I'm, I'm an actual developer. I'm developing and building the real estate. That's yeah. the point I'm trying to get to. You know, right now what I'm doing is handling the contracting on things that are currently already built. Yeah, and you know whether we're upgrading it. Uh, you know, performing renovations, repairing things, whatever it is. So I went to um, a seminar the other week, I think last week at the gathering spot. And it was a seminar with a lot of big developers, um, investors, uh, tech people, those three. And, and the, you know, the keynote speakers and the panelists on, on stage, it was four or five of them. They, they were all investing, investing tech developing people like all so these are high millionaire people easily but they don't they don't look like it they don't seem like it they don't talk like it all all you hear the things that's coming out their mouth is um it sounds like they're years ahead already like everything they were saying it it was sounding like they already had you know it's a big gap that the common person or or regular people won't know They, they were saying things like you know if you see this in the news or if you see this on TV or social media, cryptocurrency, a lot of uh, developing real estate land, all this and that. If you see any of that on the news, on TV or social media, you're already too late. Mm-hmm. They said these things are coming and they known about these things years ahead, one, right. two, three years ahead, and they're working on it. And if you hang around people that don't know these things ahead, you're not going to know about it. Yep. They were saying the only way you know about these things before they actually happen or when they come you have to hang with the tech people. You have to hang with the nerds. You got to hang with the investors. And with the people who are in the loop on those exactly. things. You have to be ahead of the curve. And, and I was when, just sitting there like, like I was in it for two hours just sitting there like, yo, it's a, and it was just saying things that, hey, watch out for this. Look out for this. In the next one, two, three, five years, this is going to be the big thing. And I was learning a lot. Like I was just sitting there like. <sighs> when you think about that, who, who, who can we really say lacked that or lacked a lot of that? Do you, you know, needless right. to say. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, again, one thing I just spoke to you about was don't compare your success based on your current peers and who's around you right now. Right. right. Unless they're doing things way on a way bigger scale, way bigger level to where you can be motivated to to, you know, to get there as well. Right. You have to be in the room with people who are doing much better than you in order for your life to change. Right. That's a fact. That's exactly what they said. To. Said, get into get into real estate. People will always need somewhere to stay. They say always. get into tech, specifically coding. If you're mm-hmm. 30, get into coding. I'm if currently working on the app as well. They said if you're 30, get into coding. 20, you have some hope. If you're 40, it's already too late for you. Yeah. They, uh, say, they say get. I don't learning curve. Yeah, learning curve. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it's not too late. Yeah. to you can. It's never too late to be. Uh, to get rich first of, of all. course it's not but what's the chances of someone of that age and stature trying yeah, to I learn you know what I mean I get it they I were saying it. you know you should get into it now the earlier the better get into developing real estate tech mm-hmm. and all this stuff is basically coexisting and entangled within one another real estate developing the Microsoft office downtown they just built it's tech and real estate combined into one thing so that's right. going to change and bring a lot of jobs bring a lot of things to the city and that's just the start within the next five to 10 years, the city is going to change like drastically. It's already changing. That's true. Um, but the regular person might not see it or, or yeah, care sure. too much about it. Uh, I want one reason I really like real estate is because it's one of the, first of all, it's one of the few appreciating assets that offers tax benefits, right? Mm-hmm. That is key. Um, if I, I am now in it, like I'm an investor right now, right? Um, I'm in a process of acquiring like more investment property, but as of right now, I can add investor to my, you know, to my handle, whatever the case is. Um, if you can acquire real estate, it, it pays itself and it also pays you. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. If the numbers make sense, it's, it's one of the few assets where you can actually make passive income without doing anything. 
Right. You may have to put a little to the side for maintenance, but you literally don't have to work for real estate money at all. You just have to be in a position where you can acquire the property and then make it advantageous for yourself. Right. And if I talk about the contracting side with my business, which is the other side of real estate, building, fixing, all those things, designing, everything like that. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to know I do not have any overhead other than um, I'm not going to say I don't have any overhead. Let me say my overhead is relatively low in comparison to the margins, the profit margins. Yeah. It's really, really low. Um, in home improvement, the main thing you have to have is a license and liability insurance to make sure if anything is damaged, you're, you're covered, right? Those are pretty much, you have to have an actual business. Yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much it. And you have to have a good team. Now I'm only as good as my, my crew and all my guys on my crew are handpicked, hand selected. They're screened thoroughly. Um, I test them a certain way. So what I do with my guys when I bring them in, when I'm doing new hires, I always start them. And this is after the screening, of course, and yeah. interviews and everything. I start them with a really small job to see how they do. If they do good, then the next one, I add a little bit of complexity. On the next one, if they, if they pass that, I add a little bit of complexity until they prove, they, you know, they're good. They know what they're doing. Right. These are some, you know, this is somebody I can trust. Now I can, I can really cut loose on them. You know, I can let loose on them now. And at that point now they're getting, you know, they're getting, the money is there. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't see four and five figure deals off each contract. Okay. And look, sometimes we're, we're knocking out these things in a matter of weeks, you know, one, two weeks. Where do you see, where do you see it going direction wise in the next three to five? Where do, where do you, where do you want to be? Um, so if, if I can scale up aggressively yeah. or more aggressive than what I've been doing, um, let me say this by, by technical, by technicality, I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. I am. Right. Um, as far as the business vision, vision, dream, do you have anything you just see? Like, you know, I would like, honestly, man, I would like to be a billionaire. Yeah. If, if I can get there, <laughs> I'd be very proud of myself. Um, honestly. Um, I'm not the kind of person that thinks nothing. I, I think everything is attainable and I don't put value on something that I really want. I don't put value on things I want. So if I want it, I just need to, you know, uh, prepare myself in order to attain it. So, um, the business is, gr is growing. Things are going good. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope to get it to a multi-million dollar operation and let it run itself right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still hands on. But if I can build up, you know, a, a good team, bring in some project managers, um, you know, bring in uh, some more laborers. Um, yeah, I, I, th I think I can get there. That's what's up. I'm working, you know, just so y'all know, I'm working on an app that could possibly change the world. <laughs> just so y'all know. You're going to hold that information. Yeah. <laughs> For later. We'll, 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 we'll discuss that later. Um, any, any, sh it's time to go almost. It is. Any shout outs? Uh, Tips, tricks, plugs, all the above, any of the above. You got anything before we uh, get out of here? Uh, yeah, I want to shout shout out to the wife. Uh, yes, yes. Hey, make sure, sure y'all follow her at Chic Mortgage Millennial on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. And the. Melanin Mortgage Queens. Melanin Mortgage Queens is a really good group. You guys should check out on social media as well. All about empowering uh, black women in real estate. You know, uh, check that out when you get a chance. All right, man. It's been, uh, it's been good. Went by quick. I know we got more to talk about. Maybe on air. A lot off air. Um, it's been good, guys. Shout out to Bria back there doing her thing. <laughs> Hey, I, I want to say something just before uh, before we go. This yeah. is very important. Um, this is pretty much for the people who don't have a clue as to what they want to do or have a clue about how to get to a certain point. You know what I mean? That they want to get to. As far as no, just, this business or what do you mean? No, in general. Yeah. I have I have a gem I want to drop to those people specifically because I was I was that person, right? Okay. This is for somebody who's like, and I've gotten a lot of calls where people are literally um, in text to where people are just asking like, hey man, how can I, what do I do? Yeah. Right? 
Here's what everybody needs to know. Not every business is going to be extremely beneficial from a number standpoint. Right. Right. It's all about, it's literally about supply and demand. Yeah. You have to, in order to really strike gold, you have to be extremely popular. Um, you have to have, you know, great content to where you can maybe monetize that, or you have to be in the right network yeah. or you have to have the right product or service. People really want to jump on. Right. If you have that, put some marketing dollars behind it. You'll pop. Of course. A lot of times what I'm saying with everybody, oh, I want to do this. I want to be a boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. They have no clue. And a lot of times I see a lot of people starting on a really small scale. You have to like think about it. You can't just come out and say, oh, I want to sell shoestrings and think it's just it's not going to pop. It's not it doesn't right. work that way. You have to have something that works, that brings numbers and then you scale that. Here's the formula. This is the formula. If you don't have a clue as to what you want to do, research and figure out what things actually make good money. Right. Whether it's weekly, monthly, years, uh, annually, whatever. Research those things. Figure out which. And another thing is business doesn't always have, have to be sexy. Yeah, of course. What I do looks great doesn't necessarily mean it's sexy. It may not be the most appealing thing, right? It's about the numbers. If you yeah. want to be successful, sometimes it's just about the numbers, figuring out what brings in good numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And you scale that. So what you want to do is make money independently, right? Right? If you can scale that and grow that into something huge, great. If not, generate, get that money, generate that money, put it into something that will uh, either give you compound interest or something you can uh, multiply. All right. And you want to grow that money and continue to grow it and then take that and put it into something else. Yeah. Right? That's pretty much the formula. It's not about, oh, coming up with something and saying, oh, yeah, this is going to be it. You don't know. You're not the person that determines if your thing is going to be it's it. People. It's the people. It's consumers. the consumers. Yeah. That's it. That's what everybody needs to understand. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Artists, um, uh, clothing line. I see, I see it all the time. Right. It does not matter. You have to be able to produce. If you can produce numbers, you just scale that. And, and if you can't, Generate income to where you can put it into something else that will be, right. you know, beneficial for yourself. And like I was just saying, like what you just said, doing the research and like I was saying ahead of time to where you can find what is going to pop Trends. or will be trending Trends. next soon. Not this summer, next summer, mm -hmm. you know, because the years fly by quick. So um, that was great. That was great advice. Do, do your research. <laughs> you have to research. You can't just say, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's go. And you don't have a clue as to what it means to actually run a business. Most people think they know how to run a business, but you don't really know how to run a business unless you have somebody around you yeah. that's successful running a business. Yeah. Don't successful keyword. Successful. Not somebody that's, oh, I got this. I, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because that could, it does in, not in matter. a few months, see where it's at. It does know? not matter. Right. People start the first, they say what businesses fail within the first five years. Less than I, that. Well, less probably now, but yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that's a real thing. Yeah. It's and a real thing. I, you, thought, if I you thought it was, if you don't profit over 200%, you, you're not going to break even until the, what they said. First year or two, you're not going to break even if until that. If you're lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you guys, like when you're coming up with these ideas, like try to come up with something that that's actually worthwhile. Right. Even if it's not paying, if you're not receiving, you know, good pay, uh, right up, you know, initially don't worry about that. Don't just start a business to start a business, like get into something that's actually going to make you money and you have to be exposed to what actually makes money. Right. And use your money last and least. Absolutely. Credit, <laughs> credit. We thought cash was king. Credit is king. Yeah. If you can leverage credit, you're, you're winning. And crowdsource, use other people's money. Um, that's it. That's all we got, man. Uh, it's been good. It's been great. Yep. Thank you for having uh, me. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Do it again. Of course. Definitely. All right, folks. Um, Sue for the Soul podcast, episode one, season two is in the books. Thank y'all. See y'all next time. Hey. Trips that you plan for the next whole week. Bands too long for a nigga so cheap and your flex so deep, your sex so deep. You got it, girl, you got it. Hey, you got it, girl, you got it. Yeah.
Pretty little thing, you got a bag and now you violent. You just took it off the line, no mileage. Way they hitting you, the DM looking violent. Talking while you come around and now they silent. Through the Cooper 17, no guidance. You be staying low, but you know what the fight is. Ain't never got you know it being modest. Poppin' ship it only cause you know you poppin', yeah. You got it, girl, you got it. Hey. You got it, girl, you got it.